Greetings, and welcome to the East Village Times Podcast. I'm your host, James Clark, and uh, with me as usual is Patrick Brewer. What's going on, Patrick? Um, just, uh, I'm actually closer to LA than I am to San Diego right now. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're up north now, huh? Yeah, I'm in Pasadena for the weekend. Cool, cool. Um, we are happy and proud to have uh, AJ Casabo with us for our 21st episode. Uh, Going to talk to us uh, a little bit about some uh, recent activities that have happened uh, in Padre World. Uh, what's going on, AJ? How are you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be back. Not a problem. Not a problem, man. We love having you on. Um, yeah, let's get right into it. How was that uh, that game? Uh, Ray, uh, that Ray game last night. I mean, he, he really looked really looked good. And, uh, I know the the stands were buzzing. You know, we haven't gotten that no-hitter yet, so I think the fans were were anticipating it. Yeah, that was fun. That was probably the most fun fun game this year. Um, I, I've never seen Colin Ray. Colin Ray kind of, to me, took took another step last night. He's he's always he's always had pitches that are very good. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's until last night that he's been able to locate them as well as he as well as he did and. Almost mentally, you can kind of see him. Uh, you kind of see him taking a, taking the next step to. Uh, he's he, he's never been a very efficient pitcher, uh, mm-hmm. but last night he was. He was he was getting quick innings. He only had the one walk to David Wright in the first inning. After that, he just he attacked hitters all night. Uh, that's what you want to see out of a twenty five year old. That's not an easy thing. I mean, a lot of twenty five year olds come into the league and and kind of get hit a little bit and maybe they shy away from the strike zone but uh Colin Ray seemed to kind of find that last night and I think his he's increased his fastball velocity by a little bit that's helped him uh as well that's probably given him more confidence uh to be able to do that to be able to attack the strike zone yeah definitely and he's that type of pitcher you know he needs to pitch to contact he's not a strikeout pitcher he needs to just you know attack hitters and and be aggressive and uh, work ahead of the counts and he was definitely doing that last night um, I heard you ask Andy Green about the uh, the hit that he gave up to Cespedes, as the infield shift hit. Um, I, I'm curious on your thoughts on that. If um, managers should be a little more straight up in in uh, moments like that, or is it just you know it is what it is? Uh, that's a that's a good question about whether whether if things change if you're in a no hitter situation or if if a guy's pitching as well as he's pitching. Like does does Cespedes's do his because if you look at Cespedes's spray chart. They were mm-hmm. playing him correctly. So that's, he hits. That's where he hits balls is is pretty much exclusively to the right side. I think I only saw four ground balls, or exclusively to the left side. I only saw four ground balls hit to the right side on the spray chart mm-hmm. uh, all season. With last night's being one of them, so it 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 made sense. Now maybe like in a situation like that where you don't want, I mean to me to me they did everything right. Uh, they yeah. if you, yeah. uh, I, I want to say Brett 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 Wallace and um, and. Uh, Alexei Ramirez both made plays on the other side of second base. Jamal Weeks made a couple plays in shallow right field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Colin Ray doesn't have that no-hitter if it's not for the defensive positioning. And I want to say in one of Cespedes' earlier at-bats, he actually hit the ball uh, to Jamal Weeks on the other side of second base. So, I mean, Alexei Ramirez may have gotten to it. So I don't I don't think – I think they did Andy, – Andy Green did the right thing uh, with his shifting. Plus, I mean, it's not – it's – at the end of the day, it's not about the no hitter. It's about winning the game, and what gives you the chance to win the game yeah. uh, is putting guys in the best position where Johannes know, Cespedes is most likely to hit the ball, and he just didn't hit it there yesterday in the yeah, seventh inning. Definitely, you know, I, it brings me to a point. Uh, you know, uh, James Shields was on the Padres Social Hour yesterday, 
And uh, I tweeted a question about him uh, regarding infield shifts and uh, particular moments. And he commented that he kind of controls his shifts as far as where and when they're shifting. Um, and obviously Colin Ray being a younger pitcher doesn't have that opportunity. Um, were you able to talk to Colin Ray after the game at all and ask him about the shift or about that particular hit? Yeah, he uh, he actually said – he basically said that kind of thank God for the shift because it ate up about three or four hits beforehand. Cool. Too bad that that hit trickled through. But uh, you're right. He doesn't probably have as much sway as James Shields does. Um but at the end of the day, it's it's his it's his game to be pitched. So I'm sure if he if he said something to one of the fielders, they'd listen. Uh, I I just think uh, is essentially he was he was fine with having. I mean, obviously he wants the no hitter, but there's no oh man, I wish we weren't. I, w- I wish we had shifted differently. That doesn't exist in his mind, considering that the shifts without the shifts, he probably loses the no hitter in the second inning. Yeah, I think I read that comment saying basically what you just said about how there was three or four hits that were basically saved because of the shift. So I think you can trade, I guess, four non-hits for that one hit. And at the end of the day, they won the game. And I think if you would ask Colin Ray that, that's obviously the more important thing than a no-hitter. Yeah, amen. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he, uh, he obviously wants a no-hitter, but he won the game. And the Padres have done a lot of very forward-thinking things with their shifts this year. And... For the most part, it's worked out. Mm-hmm. So another uh, topic I wanted to discuss from last night is uh, Derek Norris. He finally looked to be, I guess, hitting better last night. I know he struggled pretty pretty mightily so far this season. So, uh, what do you what do you think the outlook is for him? And you think this is going to be a start of something new, hopefully? Yeah, the, it, Norris is one of the more interesting uh, players to talk about because he, uh, for a long time, I don't know if this is still the case. I haven't checked the leaderboards. He was leading the Padres in exit velocity, so he's hitting the ball harder than anyone else. But his mm-hmm. batting average was lower than anyone else, mm-hmm. which is which was kind of weird. Uh, and what that also says is, hey, he's hitting the ball hard. Uh, he should be the numbers should even out. Well, the problem was the strikeout rate. He was striking out way too much, way more than he ever has in the past. Uh, so if he can lower that, and it seemed like he was seeing the ball better yesterday, he he should be back to his career average, which is a pretty good hitter uh, for a catcher. Yeah, I think the strikeouts has been probably his Achilles heel, at least through this season, even last season as well. And I think if he can cut those down, like you said, that, that he should return to at least some of his form from years past. Yeah, because when he hits the ball, he seems to be, he hits it pretty hard. And, yeah. And he's gotten, he's hitting, no one's hit, hitting the more loud outs than Derek Norris this year. Uh, he's definitely making hard contact when he does put the bat on the ball, for sure. Yeah. yeah you know, you, you knew it was just a matter of time. He's such, he's such a good offensive catcher that, you know, the law of averages in baseball would catch up and, and he's probably going to hit 300 the rest of the way just to make, you know, just to get his average back up to 270 or 280 where, where it should be. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all, at all, yeah. if that happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, AJ, uh, I know you uh, earlier this year was your first uh, trip to Coors Field. Uh, interested to see what your thoughts were on the Denver downtown ballpark. Oh, I love it there. There's a lot. I mean, the first thing I love is there's a lot to do around the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been to Denver before, but I've never been to to a game at Coors Field. Um, the whole the whole thing's pretty cool. I mean, I saw it when it was packed for the opening series there. Uh, so it had a, obviously a pretty cool atmosphere. Um, I think it's called the rooftop up out in right field. Uh, seems like a pretty cool area. I got dinner there one of the nights. Uh, so, yeah, I love it. I love. I mean, 
same thing with Petco Park. I just I, I love the feel of a ballpark when it's kind of in the downtown area. It, it it adds a whole new buzz to the to the stadium experience. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I'd love to get some injury uh, updates from you. I know uh, we have a limited time, and, and we just want to get back into it. Um, I know Spangenberg, Solarte, and Amarista are all. Um, doing baseball-related activities right now. Um, any inside information on, on who will be ready first or when they'll be ready? I think the order, uh, and now this is obviously not final, if, uh, if none of them have any setbacks, the order will probably go Amarista first, Solarte second, Spangenberg third. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Amarista seems like he's almost ready to go out on a rehab assignment. Basically what the three of them are doing is they're, they're hitting, fielding, and running – Two days off, one day, or two days on, one day off. Two days on, one day off. So they're they're taking batting practice. They're taking grounders. Now, Spangenberg and Solarte are not running at full speed yet. Um, I it kind of sounds like, and I don't I don't know this for sure, uh, but it kind of sounds like that Spangenberg and Solarte are almost on the same uh, level in their recovery. But because okay. Spangenberg's game is based so much on his speed, they need to be they basically need to be completely confident that his quad is healed, whereas Solarte, I mean, he's not going to be stealing bases yeah, uh, yeah. like Spangenberg is, so they, they can they can maybe take it easier with him. Uh, but Amarista is ahead of those two, and then uh, and then probably Solarte. Okay. Um, they'll go on, all three of them are going to go on rehab stints before they come back. Okay. It'll be uh, interesting to see what, uh, what Padres and, and Andy Green do uh, with the utility roles uh, once all three are, are healthy. Yeah, well, uh, I I'm not usually I'm not really one to project uh, who's getting a job, who's losing a job, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mostly because we don't know who's going to get hurt until then. We spent yeah. all spring kind of. It was one of the bigger, more interesting storylines of the spring. Who will get the last infield spots? Well, a week, two weeks into the season, the question was who will get the infield spots will be Weeks or Rosales or Amarista and two weeks into the season all three of them were on the big league roster anyway because of injuries yeah. so you never know what's going to happen in the baseball season obviously the Padres have had a lot of bad luck with injuries uh, so far this season but you know what Some uh, a lot of other teams have too and, and it for seems sure. like they're on the mend right now yeah, for uh, sure g- going off that have you heard anything new on Tyson Ross any update you can give us uh, Tyson it, they sound pretty confident that he's going to be back in the rotation at some point uh, what that means, that's anybody's guess. It kind of comes down to, basically, he's been he's been strengthening his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I guess his shoulder is fully strengthened, uh, and now he's they're strengthening his entire arm or whatever. I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not totally sure the medical, like, what, what exactly he's doing to do that. Mm-hmm. But they're strengthening his arm, uh, and once, I guess, the doctors say that it's, it's strengthened enough to pick up a baseball, he'll pick up a baseball, and then, obviously... When that happens, he's still got a couple weeks uh, to kind of get back into into game shape from there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like we're probably at the very least a month away and, and yeah. potentially longer. Uh, but it, they also it also sounds like they expect him back. Well, that's definitely good news that he's not going to be out for the year or anything serious. <laughs> um, yeah, at this point, yeah. Since we're talking about that, I mean, have you been able to talk to uh, Robbie Erlin at all after word came out that he's getting Tommy John surgery and will be out for the next? whatever, 12 to 18 months? Yeah, I mean, I, we, we spoke with him very briefly. Uh, he's obviously 
pretty upset, and you can understand why. That's it's it's a tough blow, and he was pitching really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you you got to take that when you look at kind of what he did in those first few games. You have to take that third start against Arizona out of the equation because that's kind of when the injury crept up and his velocity was down. So if you look at those two outings, he was pitching really well. Um, but you know what? And 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 it's not like it, it, I can't imagine it's easy for him, but it's easy for me to say this. He's had three elbow injuries in the last five years. Now, the last two were, were obviously smaller than this one. Mm-hmm. But he's had three elbow injuries in the last five years. He can get, and they've all kind of been the same, just to a lesser extent than this one. Like, they were rehabable. Yeah. This one, rehabable. I don't, know, I don't think that's a word, but now it is. <laughs> um, they were all, they were, he could rehab all of them, and he can't rehab this one. Well, he'll get Tommy John surgery. He's only 25. Uh, the hope is he'll come back and he won't, he won't have to worry about that elbow acting up anymore and he can kind of just pitch free and easy. So uh, that's the one positive way to look at this. I mean, it's obviously not – it's obviously a negative that he's not going to be with the Padres uh, until mid-2017. But uh, there, if you want to take a silver lining out of it, that's it. Yeah, it's such a shame that he was finally getting an opportunity and finally pitching well and up to his potential and then that has to go and happen, so – I mean, at least at least Cesar Vargas has come in and pitched pretty well so far. That's that's been one bright spot to take away from that whole scenario. Yeah, Vargas has been outstanding. He's uh, he, uh, the one thing I've noticed the most with him is just no one hits him hard. No one seems to yeah. square up any baseballs against him, and that's largely because of his cutter. But he mm. also he also just kind of he has a feel for pitching that makes you. He, he's. It's almost like he's he's pitching beyond his years, uh, that that kind of thing. He's kind of yeah. just got that a presence on the mound where he throws the pitch that the hitter's not looking for at the time when he wouldn't expect it or whatever. And that's not mm-hmm. usually for a rookie. You don't always see that. Yeah, definitely. Especially coming from Double uh, A ball. I mean, he, he's just the poise on on him is unreal right now. You know, you, you got to hope that he keeps it up. And, and uh, you made a great point about them just not squaring up him or squaring him up as far as uh, swings. It's 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 pretty unreal. Batters look pretty uncomfortable against him, and and he's been pitching to contact and, and making uh, making batters get pretty weak out. So it's 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 fun to watch him pitch. Yep, it really is. That's that's the way I would characterize it. It's, yeah, for sure. He's a he's a fun guy to watch pitch because he's he's kind of clever on the mound. That, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. And and for a rookie. A lot of times they need to learn the ropes. It's almost like he's he already feels comfortable out there. Yeah, yeah. When he when he seems to get in trouble, he seems to take uh, less velocity off the ball, which is really fun to watch for for a pitcher. You know, you, traditionally you see a pitcher get in trouble and they want to overthrow everything and blow everything by people, and he, he seems to do the opposite, which is you know it's fun. It's it's a throwback way of uh, of, of approaching the game, if you will. Um, last couple questions for you. I know uh, you know. Are you going to check out the Tim Linscombe uh, showcase? I will be keeping tabs on it. Uh, okay, it's, okay. it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, right now, the Padres rotation. Obviously, they could use some more depth with the injuries, but uh, I don't necessarily see a fit for Tim Lincecum in the rotation. Now, would they like depth? Absolutely, but there are, there are certainly other teams that need Lincecum more than the Padres right now. Yeah, definitely. There's two California teams right off the top of my head who definitely could could use yeah. him. Yeah, that huge news from uh, the Angels with Garrett Richards going down. That that's going to be a tough blow for them. Yeah, that's that's a shame. Um, yeah. yeah, especially after coming back from his knee injury that he had a, a couple seasons ago. I mean, it's just it's tough to see a young pitcher get uh, decimated by injuries like that. Especially someone the caliber of him, and he's he's another pitcher yeah. who's fun to watch just because the the heat that he throws. 
Yes, yes. Uh, all right, AJ. Uh, Patrick, did you have anything uh, more for AJ before we uh, before we get him out of here? No, I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm good. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know what? I have one more question for you uh, regarding injuries. Have you heard anything on uh, Matt Thornton or John Edwards? I haven't heard anything on John Edwards in a little bit. I know he was throwing, but he was okay. not pitching. He was not pitching off a mound or anything. He was just kind of playing catch. Matt okay. Thornton. The the deal with him is he's almost at back up to full strength arm wise. He's mm-hmm. pitching his bullpen sessions. He's been he's pretty practically up to full strength, and they're they're taping his Achilles. They're they're wrapping it up tight. The problem with him is his Achilles is not at full strength. So while he can pitch, if he has to hop off the mound or if he has to make any sudden movements, they're not comfortable putting him out mm-hmm. there for fear mm-hmm. of hit furthering that injury. So he can pitch, but he can't run, and wow. they're wait they're kind of waiting for that. So it it's, it seems it doesn't seem like he's too far off, but it does seem like. Maybe another week or two before that Achilles is is at full strength when he can kind of then he and then when that happens he'll he'll kind of ramp it up in the bullpen and go on a rehab wherever. Okay, maybe it's it'd be nice to have his uh, left-handed arm in the bullpen as well. Although I, I don't know what they'll do with with hand and, and with everything else. I mean it's it's a uh, it's a crowded bullpen. We'll, we'll see we'll see what uh, Andy Green has in store for. Him. Yeah, and the bullpen's been a little better uh, in the in the last week. It's been uh, very effective. Yeah, no, the, it's been impressive Rodney's been impressive uh, you know it seems like he's uh he's kind of found the fountain of youth if you will in San Diego and, and looks like his old self yeah he looks re- he looks great Ryan Bookter looks great um B- Brandon Maurer obviously had those couple bad starts but since then or a couple bad appearances against uh I think it was St. Louis but mm-hmm. he uh since then he's kind of it's it almost looks like he's pitching with a chip on his shoulder uh yeah yes. to kind of put that in the past so they're they're the bullpen has definitely struggled at times this year, but there's there's a lot to like at this point. Definitely, definitely. All right, AJ. Well, thank you so much for coming on and uh, and talking to us. We we love to have you on, and and we'll definitely have you on in, in the future again. Um, uh, it's it's always great to to talk to someone who's you know sees the team on a daily basis and and gets to talk to these guys on on you know pick their brains. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I, I really I really appreciate it. It's always a good time. Cool, AJ. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. And you know, tough, tough game tonight against Syndergaard. We'll see. Uh, what, what, give me your over under on on the Padres strikeouts for for tonight's game. <laughs> uh, against Syndergaard or, or on the on the whole? Uh, on the whole, but Syndergaard's going to be a majority of those, I would imagine. Uh, let's go. What, what do you say? Thirteen and a half. Okay. <laughs> Nice. That, that sounds that sounds about reasonable. We'll see. You know, these guys need to put the ball in play a little better. But uh, Syndergaard's going to be a, a tough uh, tough pitcher for them to go against tonight. I'll yeah, he's the, he's great. I'll take he's... the over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, AJ. Thanks a lot for coming on, and uh, we'll have you again shortly, man. All right. Thanks for having me. Take uh, care. Thanks. All right, folks. That was uh, AJ Castell, uh Padres beat writer for MLB.com. Uh, he's working his first season uh, with the Padres, and he's doing an uh, exceptional job. Uh, I know a lot of fans miss Corey Brock, and you know he, he brought a little bit of a different angle than than Corey for sure. But uh, he, he's he's really growing on me, and I really appreciate AJ for coming on and, and uh, talking ball with us. Yeah, AJ's doing a great job. What he's doing, um, always great insight. Great to have him on. Yeah, for sure. All right, the Padres are presently uh, 12 and 17, and we are out of last place. We're uh, half a game up on the Arizona Diamondbacks, um, who have lost six in a row. Uh, it's it's still really early. You know, the sh- if the Padres didn't have those eight shutouts, you'd you'd have to think they 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 could be around the 500 mark if if they could just you know put the ball in play a little bit a little better. 
I think once they get healthy, they're going to be a pretty pretty average team. I yeah, think they'll recover yeah. from that kind of slow start. I think it, it didn't help that Salarte and Spangenberg have both been hurt. That obviously a big part of your offense right there. Two out of two out of eight guys that have been hurt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and left-handed uh, presence in, in the order as well. Salarte especially has been uh, been missed by the team. I think um, yeah. they need his bat in the middle of the order, protecting Kemp and, and, and Myers. Of course, yeah. All right, folks. Uh, we had a little bit of a short. Uh, short podcast today uh we just wanted to get aj on and get some uh up-to-date information on uh on the game last night and some injury information um we appreciate you guys for for uh listening to us and, and like always if you have any questions or concerns please let us know give us a follow on podbean that's where we're hosted uh james is on twitter at evt underscore news i am that so padres and uh keep listening thank you so much folks uh east village times podcast signing out 